Oh, uh, dude. Uh, the the dreads. <laughs> the dreads. I've been growing them out for uh, two since. So I haven't had a actual haircut like at the top. Yeah. Since the pandemic, man. Oh, okay. I think the last haircut I got was like right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And uh, ever since then, man, I've just been kind of letting this grow at the top. Right. And I've been keeping the sides shaved. So, oh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Okay. Good deal. Cool, 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 man. But you're the one with the fresh cut, bro, looking. Yeah, yeah, fresh. Uh, I don't know if you're Tom Cruise, Idris Elba, Channing I Tatum. To, I was trying to. Javier uh, Bardem. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm just trying to get like one right. sexy guy right. from like every, every, from every culture. Every city, yeah. <laughs> city, yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yes. Appreciate it. Yeah. Got trimmed up. Good to go. Looking fly, bro. Looking fly, get, man. Get shaggy pretty quick. Yeah, it grows in and, and, and shags up to where it just isn't isn't working. Just too much stuff going too on. Too much going on. I hear you, yeah. man. I hear you, brother. How was your weekend? Uh, let's see. What went on this weekend? Uh, well, first, I asked you, how was it? Oh, I mean, I was gonna. They all kind of linked together, right? <laughs> what I do and how good it was. <laughs> That's true. Uh, uh, da, 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 but the thing is, cut. when when you ask somebody how was your weekend, yeah. they literally go back just like you just did and go, uh, "What did I do for me to have a good weekend?" Or was it a good weekend? <laughs> Every time, it's just yeah. Like, how, like, I just a straight. It's a. I mean, I could have just been like, "Cool, it was good." You know, we had the conversation, and then we would have started the pod. I mean, you're right. I was trying to lengthen that conversation a little bit, but apparently that was the wrong direction. What did you do this weekend, sir? Uh, not a whole lot. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I didn't really do a whole lot. Oh man, uh, just the normal uh, weekend things. Um, you know, Lowe's, well, at home, Bath and Beyond, well, Home Depot. Depot. <laughs> you hit the big three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, yeah. Nice. Nope. About you, you had an eventful weekend. Yeah, it was very eventful. Uh, yep. Rich and Bennett's St. Patrick's Day bar call was a wow. huge success. Was it? That was in Charlotte, right? That yep. was Charlotte, right? Yep, 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 yep. It was, and um, yeah, I'm getting too old for this shit, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I was too old for it a long time ago. Yeah, uh, um, why I continue to do this? Uh, out there, with, pushing the limits, right? Out there gotta, with the bros, man. Yeah, got to see where. Where the cutoff is, right? <laughs> the cutoff is, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it was definitely a good time, man. City was uh, filled. Everybody had their green shirts. Oh, yeah. Bars and all the clubbies were, were packed, and yeah. everybody's having a good time, man. Green beer all the way around. Yeah. So definitely enjoyed that, man. Okay, okay. Good stuff. Before we actually hop into the pod, man, we, we reviewed a trailer last week, all right? Okay. And it was for uh, Idris Elba's Luther, The Fallen Sun. Right. Did you catch it yet? I did not catch it yet. So I started it Friday night okay. at like eleven thirty. Yeah, I, I was gonna watch. Oh, that's what happened. I was gonna watch it Saturday, but I ended up watching Justice League the Snyder Cut. Just Snyder Cut. Put in that four hours. That's a that's that's a day right there. That's a half <laughs> work day. It was awesome. Yes. <laughs> um, I started it on Friday at like eleven thirty. Okay. Got like nineteen minutes in, mm. and was like, I'm tired. I can't do this. I want to do this movie justice. Yeah. Not the league. Hey. Ew. So I went to the bar call Saturday and I watched it Sunday morning. And mm. bro, go like watch that. I was about to say go to the theater to watch that movie. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. jump on Netflix and watch that. Not just you, Javi, but like everybody who's yeah. listening to this podcast, including you, uh, Dick Tracy. Uh watch that movie. It's so good. 
All right, Dick yeah. Dick Tracy in Utah. Yeah, our number one fan. Watch that. Yeah, Kyle left us, so he says he's you know, onto a different pod. Yeah, yeah, he does that sometimes. Yeah, Kyle's an asshole. Yeah. But yeah, man, uh, Interceptable was awesome. Andy Circus was a great villain. All right. Um, just a fun time, man. All right, we'll do. We'll catch that this week sometime. For show. For show. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we're discussing the trailers for Ghosted. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, more of that Pedro Pascal guy with Mando and The Last of Us, and our movie of the week, Champions. All right, team. Uh, we got some trailers here. Oh, yeah. A little uh, Chris Evans and Ana de Armas team up. And uh, another reimagining of the turtles. Mm. Well, uh, you'll see our full reactions on our YouTube page in our link tree, which is somewhere it's in our, on the uh, screen that you're looking at right now, or it's it's, it's our, under under the screen under the screen in the description of on on the audio pod and on even on the YouTube in page. the description of everything. Just look at the bottom at the bottom. Look at the bottom. Find everything. You can find our stuff. Yes. 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 Awesome. All right, team. So we have here ghosted. Chris Evans and Ana de Armas. Uh, Cole falls head over heels for an enigmatic Sadie, but then makes the shocking discovery that she's a secret agent. <laughs> Before they can decide on a second date, Cole and Sadie are swept away on an international adventure to save the world. All right. Uh, JV, we have uh, Dexter Fletcher bringing us a script from Chris McKenna, Rhett Reese. And the boys, Eric Summers on this script as well, man. So a lot of good writers on, on this. Um, right. And Paul Wernick, man. What are your thoughts? Oh, like I mentioned, I, I love how he is like the one in distress. Love it. We've seen him so long as Captain America. Yep. And being the, the leader. And this one, he's just like, he's just the guy that, that <laughs> needs help. Gets caught up in a, well, in a terrible situation, it looks like. He's, he's ghosted, obviously, and then. All of a sudden, he's just in the middle of a mess. He's got to ride out with her, bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the amount of text he sends her and she never answers back is a little, a little worrisome. Have you, a lot. Have you never been there? There was a lot. Like, like okay, guy to guy. It here. was a lot. Guy to guy here, okay? You've never, like, connected with somebody and then they were just gone. I, I mean, get it, man. I I'm, mean, yes, and that, but, and you can't believe I it. Mean, you can't you you can't believe that like they actually ghosted you. Like you're never gonna see or talk to this person ever again, right? Like you really feel in your heart of hearts, yeah, yeah, that like, oh man, she's just you know away in Peru on 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 business <laughs> yeah. for nine years. For like, nine she'll be years. back here. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just still holding on hope. Still nine holding years on later. hope. You know what I mean? Um, you start seeing like pictures of her like married on Facebook. Just, yeah, uh, yeah. There's still hope. There's, She's gonna text me back. She's gonna text me back, guys. Hit me back on my track phone number. <laughs> <laughs> so this reminds me of uh, how so many times Bruce Willis was like the, you know, 
the man that just got caught up in a situation. Yeah. Like Harrison Ford is known for that as well in a lot of his movies. And like has to fight and crawl his way out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um that's what Chris Evans is here, man. And and luckily uh he's got this badass secret agent <laughs> who works for the yeah. CIA with him. Um this looks like fun, man. This looks like a wild ride. Fun oh, yeah. it's Apple TV plus drop. Um, this is why I still have my Apple TV subscription, right? Okay. Here. This is why. Um, just for this one, just Chris Evans movie. That, that's it. Yeah. Now I get it. So good. <laughs> Guys, we're going to throw this on our socials. Uh, let us know your thoughts about Ghosted, little Chris Evans and Ana de Armas. All right, guys. So, uh, <laughs> from the mind of old Seth Rogen, uh, we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, man, we got an animated uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Fully animated. Yeah, pretty cool. I haven't had one of those in a, since like 2007. Yeah, and then this is a <clears throat> interesting style that they're going with for this one. Animation, uh, man. I think, yeah. I think um, you know, obviously like Disney, Pixar, those are the pioneers, man. But there's other studios that are doing it big. So the guys who brought us, you know, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. But then like this is a style all its own, man. Right. And like we liked the look and feel and how kind of urban and rugged that um, Into the Spider-Man looked. But this looks yeah. more New York. Oh, yeah. This yeah. looks more urban, right? I, I like the feel of this, man. What were your thoughts about this quick trailer? Um, Yeah, I really liked the way the, the visuals were coming, coming together on it. Very uh, still kind of comic book style, but, yeah. but also bringing a, a good feel to it like uh it is animated but it's to the point now to where even though it's animated you still feel like these are some real people exactly a real characters in the real world and that's what caught my eye like the first few seconds of it um we're gonna these are young turtles very babies very teenage turtles like it's funny because like (laughs) you the the ones from the early '90s movies, right? They were voiced by young teen, young adult actors, right? Yeah. Um. So they they had the sound, they had the look, but these look like grown ass men, t- turtles at the same time, right? right? Exactly. These are six foot turtles <laughs> walking around yeah. New York. You know what I mean? Ninja yep. rapping and shit. Yeah. Uh, you get the look and the feel that these guys right here are literal kids, right? Uh, and that's going to be fun, man, because they already are making mistakes and doing <laughs> outlandish stuff. Yeah. I like that, man. I, I like this a lot. Like, I, you know, Ninja Turtles are our generation. Grew, I mean, they're everybody's generation because they've been around since the 80s. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, we were like the OG, like that Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, it's one of those things where you can't say this title without... Pretty much knowing what it is. Yeah, man. Whether you watch it a bunch or not, you know who they are. Um, But this this cast is a very interesting cast. Uh, I just saw Jackie Chan. He's a master splinter. Uh, Ice Cube's in there. Hannibal Burris. John Cena. Uh, Very interesting. Paul Rudd. Rose yeah, Byrne. Paul, Paul Rudd. Yeah. Let's go. 
Giancarlo Esposito. I love it. <laughs> Maya Rudolph, man. This is going to be fun. Yes. Uh, even your boy Post Malone, man. Yeah, I saw him down there at the bottom. Let's go. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one, man. I think they're going to... They're going to have this really good time, and it's going to be kind of kind of innocent. You yeah. Because you're really getting a teenage feel from it. But they're probably going to make some very terrible mistakes. Yeah, and that's, that's how they're going to learn, man. Yeah. Um, even the ones that just dropped, the the Paramount, Michael Bay ones, man, like, yeah, enjoyable on the surface. But, like, you know, and the first one actually made a lot of money and was surprisingly good. But, like, there was still something missing from it, right? Yeah, and I think that's kind of what we talked about, like... Uh, that innocence. Right. These are already... Most of the turtles we see are already in this stage of they're trained, they're uh, doing missions, and they're, yeah. they're, they're got certain things they're doing. Hopefully, with this one, it's like that real innocent... I don't really know what I'm doing yet. Yeah. Um, we're training. We're trying to learn these things. We're trying to grow. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, man. Like the other the other two movies that dropped, they were like saving the world. Exactly. Right? Like, you know what I loved about the Ant-Man movies is that it was not like we have to save the world. <laughs> it was like, we just got to do this one thing. Yeah. And everything, like, it's not like the end of, like, we just got in game and like that. We don't need any of that. It's just this, right? I don't need for the turtles to save the world. I just need them to save their block in Brooklyn. Yeah, right? I got you. Like that, oh, yeah. and that would makes a better confined story. That's kind of how like the uh, the first few movies were. Yeah, like the original original movies was it was very well until they like traveled through time and stuff. That was wild. That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but like the first movie is basically just them protecting that block, mm-hmm. and that's probably like the most innocent. Yeah. Um, very uh, un- inexperienced time that we got from those guys. Exactly. And as, exactly. as the movies went on, different uh, phases of the movies, franchises, whatever you want to call it, uh, they kept growing up and doing bigger and bigger things. Yeah. So I, don't, I don't need that, man. Trying this to go is... back to this right here. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm excited for this one. Um, guys, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Follow right. us on our socials. Uh, really excited for this one, guys. All right, brother. So it, uh, I'm excited and I'm sad at the same exact time. Yeah, I got you. I'm with you. Uh, this ends this week. This pod ends our Pedro Pascal Power Hour. And it was, like, it was a good run, man. It was a good run. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good run. Damn, good run, <laughs> man. Uh, that recent episode of Mando. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The Minds of Mandalore. Yeah. Uh, the Mandalorian and Grogu explore the ruins of a destroyed planet. Talk to me, brother. Uh, I like that we've kind of, we get, we're getting to see some Grogu action. Yeah. You know, he's he's had some training up to this point, And uh, we're seeing him try more. I guess. Yeah. Uh, especially in this episode. Um, like, he tries to save Mando. Can't quite do it. But he does throw your boy out the cave with no problem whatsoever. Just 
slung him out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also we got a uh, Boca Tan. Uh, yeah. Awesome. And we re- we got a off Mando episode. Like, not he he's wasn't. Not, he's not the star of the show this. Yeah. Time. And that and that's good because Gregor is a big part of this this uh, franchise franchise yeah. as well. And he's been there since the beginning. Um, so it was really awesome to see him get a little bit more screen time and kind of be be the the hero alongside uh, Bo-Katan on this one. It was almost like the last episode of The Last of Us, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're like, Mando's down the entire time. Yeah, and yep. you're his his uh, kid got got to save the day. <laughs> <laughs> so, so many good memes for that this past week. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, same situation. You know, you got somebody's got to step up and, and uh, man the the hole, I guess, is what you would say. Were they, were they say? filmed during I'm the same a, week or something? I'm not and, a and like, sailor. I don't know if that's Pedro so. was kind of <laughs> Pedro was kind of sick or something. Yeah. He just like we're gonna do these episodes, trying to line yeah, these yeah. bad boys up. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, man. But um, I like that there was a crap ton of action in this one, right? Yeah. Um, but the badass was definitely uh, Bo-Katan there, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Uh, you know, you get somebody like Katie Sackoff to come in and play this this role. Um, you know, she's one of these, like, ass-whooping, like, action-adventure yeah. actresses, and I, I love that about her. Yeah. Um, she brings it here, and she saves us that. Like, it's just it's just fun to watch, yeah. man. <laughs> um, one thing I saw was, like, uh, Mando and Grogu going through the storm trying to get to the planet, and they're, like, going all crazy and worried. Yeah. And she's just sitting there in her ship just cruising along like it's no big deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she's able to just walk the walk, man, and uh, uh, put on a damn good fighting scene. Yeah, man, uh, very enjoyable episode. I really like that we, you know, the great thing about these episodes, man, is that they're about 30, 35, 40 minutes, mm-hmm. right? But it's all contained, right? Like, yeah, he was kind of moving and grooving a little bit in that story building, but the fact that we stayed most of the episode, you know, on. Mandalore in those caverns in those caves, um, it was just fun, man. That's just yeah. like it's, it's like as big of a world as Star Wars is. Um, we still can contain it to this one little area, um, that they're not even exploring. You know, we end off with that big ass sea or under underwater <laughs> monster that yeah, we the, gotta still the mythosaur. Yeah, mythosaur. we gotta still explore. So, really excited, guys. Um, we'll be watching this next week. All right, all right, all right. <sighs> so we're at our um, conclusion, man, yep. of season one, episode nine of The Last of Us. Look for the light. Uh, a pregnant Anna places her trust in a lifelong friend, later Joel and Ellie near the end of their journey. This was an, ep- an emotional episode, man. Oh, one hundred percent. I was not ex- like I played the game, mm-hmm. right? And I had more e- emotion from this episode, watching this episode, than I had. I pl- I've already I played and beat the game twice. Gotcha. Um, had a lot more emotion right. going through this episode, man. And it's the the star power and the uh, drama of Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey. 
um, even Merle Dandridge, who played uh, Marlene, right? Right. Um, just great performances, man. All around. What are your thoughts, brother? Um, what's interesting with this one, like I said, it's it's pure pure emotion driven. Uh, when we start off with them, Joel's being very different. Like he's being very, uh, I guess, very, trying to be very funny. Yeah. With with Ellie and like. Uh, trying to joke with her and I don't know if that's because she was kind of sad or if this is just a Joel that, you know, has realized who this girl is for him. Yeah. Um, so there's a set of emotions there and then we get to the hospital and it's just a whole different thing there. And it's all driven by Joel's love for Ellie now. So you remember like in the, the first episode, right? And, with his daughter, yeah, and how he did he did crack joke. You know, he's a hard working single dad, but he still cracked jokes and was like there because he really loved his daughter. Right, yeah. she gave him the watch. Uh, there was a lot of emotion there with uh, the, those two, and 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 fun. Um, after you know, she basically turns my man into sushi. Um, she's going through it, right? Yeah, she can't turn back now. No, she yeah, um, she's way past that. She's way past it. Like I said, th- that was like the reason why I love that winter episode is like in that winter s- sequence in the game is that's where Ellie, she's not no longer a a child. Yeah, I got you. And she's re- this episode uh, into the look of the light. She's wrestling with that, um, and then how Joel is even like, hey, let's. We don't have to do this. We can just go back to hang out with Tommy and just bull, yeah, bull, just bullshit and wild Wyoming. Yep. And well, you know, we came this far. Like I just did did too much wild shit, right? <laughs> to just <laughs> yeah. be like, oh, I'm just going back up and turn yeah, around and yeah. go. Yeah. Um. So they obviously, you know, make their way into the hospital, but Pedro Pascal, like Joel, loves this is his daughter now. Yeah, exactly. We'll do anything for her. The fact that they're going to basically operate on her and, and kill her to get to her brain. Yeah. That's where the cordyceps virus is. Joel, Joel is like, I'm, I'm here. I did what I was supposed to do. Yeah. But he's a different Joel now. Exactly. And when he exactly. was, and when we first saw him uh, after, when we first saw him in Boston, um, he wants to protect her. And we finally got to see, like, uh, Pedro Pascal just go apeshit on everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I guess he just has to make a decision, right? Uh, The saving the world or saving Ellie? Yeah. Um, I mean, that being said, they don't know if they can really make this cure. It's a, it's a maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he has to make that decision right then and there. If he's going to take his backpack and roll out or uh, save her and, you know, try to go back to their life they were at with Tommy. Uh, and he makes that decision saver. Well, let me ask you a question. Uh, so basically... Um Leonard, Leonard 
Nimoy, who played Spock, always had the quote, you know, um, the lives of the many outweigh the lives of the few, right? Right. Star Trek. And that's basically the, this question here in this episode. Um, at the end of this journey, right? Are you going to risk the lives of the many for the lives of the few, the one, this girl? Right. And I, I, I am not a father. Um, I don't know. Right. But Joel has been a father and he's, he's lost his daughter. He's lost, right. um, his girl from the week. I forgot her name already. Um, he's lost so many people in, in, in his life. Uh, this was not even a question to him. No, he made the decision. Well, well I mean, as soon as he heard the, the plan, the plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, they did not set that off good at all. Mm-hmm. That was a terrible way to let that plan go. <laughs> um, they could have just lied to his face. <sighs> but it's whatever. Well, I don't think you see like, I think cause he's now, he's so emotionally attached to her. Like, his job is to protect her for the rest of his life. So right, right. I don't think he would even have gone silent. Like even if they would have like lied to him, like oh yeah, oh, she's fine or whatever, right? Well, well they but were no. You let me see her right now. Yeah, I mean the whole thing was like they need her blood. They need her blood so they can uh, figure out the antidote or whatever. And then when they get there, it's oh we actually need her brain. So the whole time they're going, they're thinking oh we're gonna get there. They're going to draw some blood. You might have to stay there, do some experiments. We're good. We're fine. We'll hang out. We'll get it done. And then you tell this dude, oh, yeah, we're actually going to kill her. I mean, you know, uh, that's not cool. Not cool at all. And, and Joel and, lets everybody know yeah. in that damn building. <laughs> good gosh, he lets everybody know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, hard decision. I mean I, I mean, I guess it's not really a hard decision in that situation. Not for him. Not for him. It's it's a decision that like we as viewers need need to like. That's the thought provoking part right. of this game and this show is like, what would you do in that situation? But somebody like Joel, maybe if it was four or five episodes episodes ago, yeah, he would have been like, all right, deuces, whatever. I'm going back to Boston yeah. or going to Wyoming, or whatever. Right. But uh, now after everything and like she saved his life, you know, that's a, that's a very vital part of this as well. Yes. Um, he's almost, he's been watching her. She watched him, you know, uh, he's indebted to her now, you know, yeah. and not like in a way like you owe me, like, like I, this is a partnership. This is love. This is a family yeah. here. Um, what about, what about the lying to her? What, what were your thoughts about that? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess. You're going to be like, she wanted to help. Yeah. You know, but but what do you tell her? Say, hey, they're going to cut your brain out and they're going to kill you. So I had to, you know, murder this whole hospital. You know, she's in a vulnerable state. <laughs> she's in a vulnerable state. I didn't so, even think about it like that, bro. <laughs> right? Like, what would you actually say, yeah, I mean, say to her? It's not really a good way to explain that. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I, I killed every single firefly. Yeah. <laughs> in I cold mean, blood. I guess he's just, you know, at this point, he's just figuring, well, we're never going to see them again because they're unalive right now. Well, 
kills the doctor. Yeah. The one doctor who knows how to do it and then kills Marlene, who definitely would have came back for her. Like, yeah. There's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. Um, with vengeance uh, as well. Yeah, I think he's just trying to do the handle it the gentlest way he can, especially since she's just like waking up and she doesn't know what's been going on. You know, they're going in to help save the world. Now they're, she's in the back of a car on the way somewhere. She doesn't know what's going on. How many times has like, you know, your parents had to lie to you to protect you? Probably more than I know. Right? More than we'll ever know. <laughs> exactly. Right? And we exactly. just live with that. Even though it's, even though some of we're just like, you know how dogs kind of yeah. do? <laughs> Tilt the head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That's when a dog knows you're lying to it, right? Like, you ain't giving me another treat, yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, you know, we do that same exact thing with our our, our, our folks, what we believe in, because they we love them and yeah. they're entrusted. We, we know they're entrusted to protect us. So even though something sounds whack... Or weird. All right. Here. You give him the tail head, man. Give him the tail head. All like, right, right, let's right. go. Yeah, you're going to take me outside, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the beautiful thing, man, is that's exactly how the game ends, too. Yeah. Like, just, you think there's a, there's something else? That's it. Just ask that question. She's like, all right, let's go. Yeah. And it, like, fades to black, man. I'm just like, wow. Wow. It ends the exact same way, guys. So, The Last of Us. Look up for the look for the light. Uh, all nine of these episodes, guys. Or your thoughts? Tell us what you think. Hit us up here. Uh, did you enjoy this show? Uh, it's already got greenlit for a season two because there's a part two. Oh, look at that! And I started playing this last night after I watched the episode and um, played about five minutes and started to fall asleep because it took forever to load on my <laughs> PS4. <laughs> Did you have to get some some update or something? No, man. So this I bad boy is it's a PS2, two it's work. a two disc, okay? Oh my! It's a it's a data disc. Oh boy! And a game disc, and the game disc is in there yeah. right now. Like you have like copy some files and then yes, get in on it. No, it's it's, it's going to be a lot. And a lot. everybody says it's like a twenty hour game. Have you played part two yet? I started. I played like five minutes. So you haven't played it at all. I played five minutes of it last night. Okay, okay. Like I don't a, know if you had played it sometime in the past. No, okay. no, no. I just got this like a week ago. Nice. So, okay. Uh, yeah, guys. So part two is coming. So uh, more Ellie and Joel awesome. is coming our way. Uh, really excited about this, guys. We're going to throw this oh, yeah. on our socials. Uh, let us know your thoughts about the entire series, um, these amazing cast and characters, and this episode. Uh, where Joel goes ham on doctors in a hospital. (laughs) (laughs) All right, brother, let's jump into this week's movie. Right. We got champions here. Uh, This movie came out this year, literally on Friday. Nice. Uh, This is uh, directed by Bobby Fairley, written by Mark Rizzo, adapted from the Spanish film Champions, oh, all right. written by Javier Fessum, Fesser, all right. and I'm going to mess up this name. I know I'm going to mess up this name, and I apologize ahead of time, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, David Marquise. I didn't mess it up at all, guys. That was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have a, uh, actually, I didn't have any budget information for this movie. You couldn't yeah. find any. But it has grossed six mil so far. Nice. Starring this one, we have Woody Harrelson as Marcus, Caitlin Olsen as Alex, Matt Cook as Sonny, Ernie Hudson as Phil Peretti, Cheech Moran as Julio. And on our team, the friends, we got Madison Telvin as Constantino, uh, Joshua Felder as Darius, Kevin Ayanushi as Johnny, Ashton Gunning as Cody, Matthew Von De Ahe as Craig, Thompson Clare as Blair, James A. Keith as Benny, Alex Hintz as Arthur, Casey McCaff as Marlon, and Bradley Edens as Showtime. All right, man. Big, big team here. Big team. Squad goals. <laughs> right, man, go ahead and give us that uh, quick synopsis so we can jump into this. So Marcus gets fired from his J-League assistant coaching job and ends up rear-ending a cop car after night of drinking. And he ends up uh, being sentenced. We've all been there, right? <laughs> yeah, to, uh, what was it, like 18 months in jail or 90 <laughs> days of community service. So he took the community, he gets the community service and ends up coaching a Special Olympics basketball team. Uh, during this time, he learns a lot about himself, being patient and loving to others, and celebrating the little things. Yeah. Dope, man. So let's go ahead and uh, jump into this one with... Uh, the living legend Woody Harrelson yeah. as Marcus, a disgraced G League basketball coach, man. Um, you don't like this guy from the start. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just you just don't. Yeah, I mean, he's being a, for for lack of another word at the moment, a douche. Yes, yes, a d bag, if you will. Uh, he kind of just has a one night stand and yeah. Trying to order her lift or Uber <laughs> something. Right? I got my own car, buddy. I, I, I drove here. I'm yeah. Good. Uh, <laughs> so he doesn't trust the the coach that he's uh, coaching with, and pushes him. Yeah. And doesn't like his uh, dr- uh, doesn't like his buddy, his best friend, supposedly. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uses him and doesn't even like his lawyer. He's an asshole <laughs> yes. to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right, right. Uh, Marcus is just a big douche. You, you are right, man. But uh, in doing all that, goes out, drinks, and gets uh, the, the 90 days coaching this, coaching the friends. Yeah. That's where he learns a lot, man. Um, you know, smart, sound basketball coach, but no patience for anybody. Ever. Correct, correct. Right. That's what gets him fired. <laughs> <laughs> I do like though that um, you know, and we've seen these stories before, right? About like the the ogre with the cold heart and how yeah. he kind of opens up. We've we've all watched Shrek. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, not that I'm calling Woody Harrelson Shrek, but you're both bald. But West beside the point, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, he has that ice cold heart and. It's just like, all right, yeah, whatever. 90 days, I'll do it. You know, they don't have to be good, but finds that these um, young men and women um, actually have some skills. Yes. Actually have personalities, and they're real people. You know, don't treat them as things or, like, uh, a problem or a sad story or whatever, right? Exactly. They're out there living their life every day, and... Uh, we'll talk about Cheech, uh, Julio's character in a minute, but, um, you know, when he kind of gave him that rundown, 
Marcus was like, okay, I might be able to, yeah, able to whip these boys in shape. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. All right, dude. Um, Caitlin Olsen is Alex, uh, mm-hmm. Johnny's sister and Marcus's love interest <laughs> here. Uh, surprisingly turn. She did a kick-ass job in this movie, she man. She's great. Yeah, she's great. Like, Caitlin Olsen acted her ass off. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, Woody Harrelson right in front of you the whole time, basically. Yeah. So, you can't. Gotta stick with him. Gotta stick with him. You gotta meet him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, from the beginning, it's like uh, I love the, I love how she pushes that. Uh, like, I know we were a one night stand thing, but now I'm giving you a ride back to your apartment. <laughs> we are gonna be a thing while you're here, buddy. Yeah, and it's just like she plays along with all of it, right? She's like, um. You know, I'm cool with it. Let's just, you know, when you get back from these games, let's hook up. Cool, cool, cool. When you're done not here, even, take off. Not even see how it goes. Like this is this is it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> don't don't ask me relationship questions. It's not what I'm what I'm here for. And it, like she like he tried, and she like shut it down a few times too. It was like, right, oh, right. okay, this is different. It's usually the guy, right? That's what he. That's how he was in the beginning, and. Like this is coming on strong with her, and you're like, why? Right, right. That's that's very important, and you you learn why later. Sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, you're good. You're good. Uh, yeah. I mean, we learned through her, and you know, meeting the family. Yeah, meeting Johnny, finding out that's her uh, her brother. Then we meet her mom, and you know, the whole situation of their dad leaving and all this stuff is why their family is like it is. Mm-hmm. And why she's like that with uh, Woody. Or Marcus, excuse me. Marcus. All right, so we have uh, Matt Cook, uh, Sonny, the assistant coach. He's one assistant coach for the team, that that G League basketball team that uh, Marcus was on, but then comes to help uh, coach the friends. And, uh, you know, you you have these cliche characters where it's just (laughs) like you want to – like as the as the butt of the joke, right? Like he's just supposed to be the comic relief, right? Oh yeah. But come to find out, and that's how kind of what his thing was at first, man. But the maturation of him is just like, yo, Marcus, like you're kind of an asshole, but like you needed a friend. That's why I was being nice to you, man. You know, yeah. like I, you know, I can learn a lot from you. Yeah, that's one thing, but like you kind of needed a friend. I just wanted to be there, man. Right. Um, and that kind of helped turn Marcus's, you know, the, that cold heart that I keep mentioning, you know, warming that up. Yeah. I'm like, oh, there's okay. Not everybody has like in ulterior motives, like more intentions outside of just friendship and be cool and stuff like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Oh, um yeah. so that was that, that was sunny, man. And that was really, really cool. Yeah, he was playing them at first, but you know, he just wanted to stick to this corner. Like why he was kind of leading him on, right? With mm-hmm. his uncle or whatever. Uh He's more of a badass coach than uh, <laughs> Marcus is at the end of the movie, man. So. Yeah, he's leading the charge there at the end. <laughs> we got Ernie Hudson, man. Uh, legend. Yes, sir. Phil Peretti, a uh, fellow coach and Marcus's friend. Uh, not in the movie much, but really pivotal role as far as uh, fires <laughs> uh, Marcus in the beginning and helps 
get Marcus his job at the end, but in the middle, very important here, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about the friends in a, in a few minutes, um, helps get their star point guard to the championship game, play yeah. the ch- championship game, man, and uh, Darius was the man. So, Eric Hudson is one of those guys that just makes you feel like you just want to listen to this man when he talks. His voice, man. When he starts talking, you just want to listen. Yeah. Whatever message he's going to give you, you're going to receive it. Remember in, uh, <laughs> remember in uh, Ghostbusters when um, Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson was driving back from something and they were talking about the end of times and yeah. Ernie Hudson's like smoking a cigarette but and talking. You're oh, engaged so much because he has such a good voice. Right. And, and you're yep. just like, he's speaking power right now. Exactly. Uh, and you were talking about ghosts and, and ghouls and, and, matter, and a comedy man. horror Ernie movie, Hudson. but Ernie Hudson <laughs> delivered it. And you're just like, all right, the third act, I'm kind of scared. Right, right. Cheech <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marin. Uh, we, 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 we joked. Cheech is looking a little old there, man. Jeez, but He's got some years on him, man. Uh, as Julio, the manager of the rec center where the friends play. Uh, he's 76, so. This is a man that hasn't stopped acting ever since forever yeah Yeah, he's been doing it forever like job after job you just see him in a movie and another movie another movie and a tv show another tv show more movies and he plays so many different characters as well yep through his lifetime um most pretty fantastic you know he's been active Acting since 78, all through the 80s, mm-hmm. uh, through, all through the 90s, <laughs> 2000s, to the, yeah, he has been yeah, active. Stop, man. He's been active, man, and also in television. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cheech Marin, man, I, I love the, the role here as kind of the, you know, he is the manager of the, the rec center, but going back to what I said earlier, he kind of hooks – uh, Marcus up with that inside edge for each one of the players, right? Yes. And let's helps Marcus understand that, like, you know, these guys don't feel sorry for them. Right? Yeah, yeah. They're they're working. They're they're living on their own. Um, you know, some some have have girlfriends. Some some has more than one girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that path Marcus has to find, right? Like, yeah. He goes into this thinking that, you know, the Special Olympics team. Is going to be tough, but he ends up finding these guys can do whatever whatever they want to do. There's nothing, and they can hoop. Them so back. yeah, they can definitely hoop there. Uh, you know, and and Julio's like, you know, man, we got one guy even in a band, right? <laughs> and and I love it because as as Marcus is kind of talking to them, like kind of talking down to them, like they don't understand him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Julio's just talking to them like, you know. Like, like he talks to Marcus like a normal person because yeah. the, these these uh, y- young young men are normal people and that's why we yeah. have to treat them as well. Um, and I just love that um, dichotomy between Marcus and, and Julio and Marcus can see that too. Like, oh man, okay, yeah, it's that easy. Cool. I don't have to do anything like extra. I can just be myself and treat them as well. So yeah. cool, man. Um, and then we have uh, <laughs> uh, we got Scott Van Pelt and. Jalen Rose uh, on some assist on uh, Sports Center there. Oh but, yeah, but uh, Mike Smith does that maternity McGurk or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say much, but like 
quick roll just stand out in the movie for right. like grimy attorney <laughs> who's like, yeah, I'm going to help you out. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and like all posh until we actually get in front of the judge and he's just like, nope, I don't know this guy at yeah. all. Screw this guy. So um, really dope scene, man. Then we have the friends. So Constantino, Darius, Johnny, Cody, um, Craig, Blair, uh, Benny, Arthur, Marlon, and my favorite was Showtime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my favorite was show Showtime there. Am I trying to get in? Uh, I have no clue. Dun dun dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Pod rooms closed. <laughs> no girls allowed. Read the sign above the door. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I love it, man, because uh, you have a very diverse group of uh, friends, basketball players here, and. You know, with the intellectual disabilities, the guys hoop, man. Mm -hmm. These guys hoop their behind off and just have a good time, man. And that's what was really in enjoyable. Um, all I needed was damn Showtime to hit that shot, baby. That's it. Just that's that's that's, that's it, baby. Yeah, <laughs> got it. Closest attempt yet. Yo, man. So this movie takes place in Iowa. Cold as hell. Yes. The entire time. Snow everywhere. Snow everywhere. It's definitely dead of winter. Uh, but, you know, that's basketball, though. Basketball. That was summertime. And I was. <laughs> <laughs> July 4th, right? <laughs> July 4th in yeah. Ames, Iowa, there. It's covered in snow. Um, but, yeah, it's super, super cold. Didn't see, like, much of the city or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but what I really enjoyed is actually, it basically took. Uh, it basically was shot in Winnipeg, Canada. So that's probably why there it looked go. like that. Um, super cold. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I did like that. We got to see a bunch of different rec rooms and like rec gyms as well. Yeah. Um, I used to play in different Charlotte rec leagues and you go in and you don't know. Sometimes you join some leagues and you don't know where the hell you're going to play ball at. Yeah. Man. It might be a dump. <laughs> exactly. We played one place, man. The the, the showers, they're like, hit the shower. The shower was one shower. Right. We all like went in there and was like, all right, it was, hey guys, it's only one at a time because that's it. Yeah, yeah. And it was a dump. So you just don't know, man, at, at some point in times. But, uh, you know, they got to go to Canada. Playing that championship game, and, oh, yeah. and that was really cool. But that kind of opened things up, um, and I really liked the, the look and feel of them. Man, they 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 got somewhere, and they're in this posh hotel. Yeah, they got to, I like how they got to do all the stuff that they needed to do. They wanted to do like recreational and fun stuff, right? right? Yeah, and, that was awesome. And Marcus kind of opens up his heart and, and allows him to do that, but then kind of has to be like, "Yo, a game tomorrow. Like, let's get the shit together." Yep. And Constantino's like. Yeah, I got my skis. I'm not doing that shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you bring like a boogie board one time. Like, don't worry about it. Sometimes these things are necessary. <laughs> yeah, she was badass, man. Yeah, she was awesome. All right. Um, you know, I, I guess I kind of already talked about a theme here, man. Um, you know, as far as like, you know, Marcus being able to open up to something that he's not used to and also stop being less of a douche. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, understanding that like, it's not all about the X's and O's. It's also about like understanding the, 
the, the men that you're coaching, right? Yeah. That's how you kind of connect, right? All, all, the, all the great coaches that has ever been, um, not only do they know the X's and O's and the game ins and out, right? But they know, um, you know, what Johnny got on his test, right? That, yeah. that, uh, Brian's mother's, you know, in the hospital, he's caring, you know, so he, those are the details that are important in coaching, right? Right. You're, you might be a father as a coach, you know, you might have your own biological kids or whatever, but you've adopted this amount of yeah. whoever, right? These oh, yeah. men or women or whoever you're coaching as well. These are your kids as well. And like the, that's the call of a good coach in my eyes. Right. Agreed. Um, I will say this, man. Um, as soon as he was given the the champ the halftime champion uh, speech or whatever, <laughs> I knew how the whole second half was gonna play out. Yeah, man. they were gonna hoop, and I was like, they were gonna hoop and they were gonna hoop their ass off and they were gonna get close. But I, I think I was like in my head, I think they're gonna lose this game. Right, I think they're gonna lose this game. And like the but the next thing in in my and this is my mom my mother's fault because like she done this in movies like and she does this crap out loud like she'll tell me like how movies are about to end yeah, yeah. and like and then it happens <laughs> so like I kind of picked that up as well right like I knew they were going to lose that championship game right all right I spoilers spoilers ahead guys I apologize I go see the damn movie um I knew they were going to lose by like one two maybe right uh because he's already called them champions and then I was like okay now the next question is how are they going to lose right right and I thought back I mean, it had to be, had Show, to be showtime. Him. Had to be him. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt that from the whole. You know? He was just such a, such a special character <laughs> through the whole movie. Yes. You know, a lot was, a lot of spotlight was put on him. Yeah, like over and over when he was doing the shots. Yeah, so I knew he had to be the one that was going to either <laughs> yeah. win it or lose it. Yeah, yeah. And for a second <laughs> yeah. there, I was like, oh shit, I might be wrong. He might. This might actually go. Nope, yeah. nope, nope, nope. There he lost. I'm open. <laughs> And like I knew, like I, you know, you know, he wasn't gonna take that Seattle job. Um, after like the championship speech, whatever, you know, he wasn't gonna take the Seattle job. Right. And I thought he was like, we got to come back next year and coach. Yeah. You know, and coach and actually win, win it. You know, obviously the other guy's gonna pick it up, Sonny, but really predictable. But like, still a movie that kind of hits you in all the damn yeah. feels, right? Yeah, and it was, I mean. It was predictable that that the way it was going to happen, but I kind of felt like, you know, it could have easily also went to like he's got to choose which game he's going to or which team he's going to be playing for that last game. Yeah, that's where I thought it was going to end up being like, okay, I got this job. That's what we I, talked do, about during the trailer. Yeah, 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 I got this job. Do I need to choose this job or do I choose this team? Yeah. But he didn't really have to do that, yeah. like, as soon as I thought it was going to happen. Yeah, I thought it literally was going to be like, okay, no, you got to go now. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's what we talked about when we talked about the trailer. Like, yeah. he's going to not be able to coach, like, the the, the playoffs or the championships game or yeah. whatever because, uh, you know, he's got his big NBA job now. But And then he was going right. to end up being like, okay, I'm going to go coach them. Yeah. But it didn't. That yeah. was kind of weird, I thought. <laughs> or not weird, but that was just – Unexpected. Didn't seem like that's what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know whether they were going to win or lose, the way it happened was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> because like they were even just like hit the rim. Yeah, yeah. Let's, Let's celebrate. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And and like 
Marcus is like, he walks on the court. Like, what the hell, guys? Like, we didn't win. Yeah. And I'm like, coach, you already told us we're champions. Like, that's, you know, like, yeah. You know, Benny gets shit on by his, uh, you yeah. know, thing or whatever. These, these these kids live in a, uh, these young men, excuse me, live in, you know, people like look down upon them their whole life, right? Yeah. But like coach already called us champions. Yeah. This confetti rained down. We're going to have a good damn time. Well, that's, right? that's where he steps into that real mentor yeah. role, right? Where they respect him as their coach now. So, yeah, you know, that, uh, Tell them they were champions is all they need. All they needed, baby. Yeah. All right, team. That is our conversation about champions. All right, starring Chief Marin. <laughs> <laughs> Top bill, baby. Top bill. All right, JV. Let me know your thoughts, brother. Thoughts and ratings. Yeah, this one's going to get four out of five buckets of popcorn from me yeah. this week. Um, this was a great story. Uh, and like I said, it was a little bit predictable, but unpredictable with the way they chose to write that ending. Um, I thought kind of making that, not making the obvious choice of like giving him that, uh, having to make a choice. Yeah. That terrible decision he has to make. Instead, he just gets to play the game. Yeah. And then. Afterwards, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to play. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Awesome. <laughs> you know, just a fun fun twist on the end there. Um, and then just this cast was fantastic through the whole movie. Everybody played played their role very well. The the team balled awesome through, yeah. the, whole, through the whole thing. Uh, and, yeah, four out of five buckets for me, man. What about you? Yeah, brother, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Um, this gets four buckets of popcorn from me as well. Um, I did not expect this movie to hit me in the feels the way it did, brother. Um, I don't know if I'm getting older. I'm just a punk now. I don't know, you know what it is, man. I feel I feel that same way with a lot of movies. Right? Where you're at a point where, like, like I don't know if... Uh, I'm not supposed to be feeling these waves right now or not. <laughs> right. You know, what do I do? Do I let Gangsta, the man. Do, I let, do I let the one tear out or not? Nah? <laughs> use my use my uh, napkin ball right yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, Bobby, look away. Yeah, um, swipe my face off. Yeah, man, it kind of hit me in the feels in, in certain spots, man. Not only oh, yeah, just you know, not only seeing like his you know him warm up, Marcus warm up in this movie, right? But just him being able to connect with each one of his players um, and his players connect with him, right? And even the story with, like, the the, the, the Darius storyline, right? And what yeah. happens to him and why he won't play for him. Exactly. Right? You wanted to know that the entire time. Like, I'm not playing for you. I'm not playing for you. I'm not playing for you. Why? Yeah. Right? And then he finally figures out why. He's like, oh, yeah, I messed up. I get it. Yeah, and that helps with with Marcus's growth, right? Cause, yeah. Because he kind of thinks that, you know, the 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 players with Down syndrome, that they got it from an accident. Yeah. Because well, he, he didn't a- say that. Yeah, did you get he, it from the water? Yeah. <laughs> Such a dumbass. Yeah, he asked Alex, you know, did Johnny, you know, get it from that? She's like, what, Down syndrome? <laughs> yeah. So that, that just kind of shows you Marcus's... Um, 
mental capacity for the situation some of these players are in. He doesn't understand it. Yeah. Agreed, brother. Uh, four buckets of popcorn. Uh, this definitely uh, is got some high rewatchability. Big standout is uh, Madison Tevlin as Constantino, man. Uh, she had <laughs> all the damn good, good like, like yeah. Once again, you're thinking like Sunny is going to be like that where we're going to get all our laughter from, and mm-hmm. actually it's her because she's such like a badass yeah. the entire time, man. She was fun. <laughs> Coming back from IR. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, team. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through Champions. Please join us next week as we discuss the return of Zachary Levi and Shazam, Fury of the Gods. That'll be showing in a theater near you. Like always, I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I am Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. J 8200 Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.